Welcome to another episode of Clearlight Connections, proudly sponsored by UTMB Health. Uh, special guest today, Dr. Jose Mendoza, and you are with UTMB, and you're part of the palliative care at the UTMB? That's correct. I'm a faculty with the palliative care program at UTMB, and uh, we provide service in the inpatient console service, and we also have a clinic over there in Galveston area. So I, I don't think people are very familiar with palliative care. Um, I recently learned about it through my mother. T- tell the audience about palliative care. What what it is the the, the goals that are be, you're trying to accomplish with with that level of care? Sure. Okay. First of all, there's a lot of misconception, unfortunately, about palliative care and hospice. So, hospice is not palliative care, and palliative care is not hospice per se. So, it is a good question. In summary, it is we want to help and we want to improve the quality of life of patients who do have a complex medical illness. What can be a complex medical illness, just to make it simple for you, is um, could be cancer, mm-hmm. um, severe heart disease, severe lung disease, or any illness that is putting a lot of burden on your quality of life, or, and it's also making you uncomfortable, and because the patient or the person is uncomfortable, it's putting the family and the loved ones uncomfortable as well. Mm-hmm. Okay, It's not only about uh, the doctor making recommendations about these medications are going to make you feel better or this is going to help you uh, feel better. We also have a holistic approach. It's not only about the physician. There may be needs for more care plan. Obviously, you may need transportation or you may need to go to your doctor's appointment. So we also provide social workers. We also provide uh, not only the, the medication and the social workers. We also want to treat the soul and the mind. So we also have chaplains mm-hmm. and we also have therapists as well. In summary, it is meant to improve your quality of life when you're going through a complex medical illness. And unfortunately, sometimes this illness can be terminal. Even if it's not terminal, we can still provide the best care so you can have during your curative treatment the best quality of life as much as possible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and it, but a lot of it's about comfort, right? It's it's about trying to keep people comfortable and treating kind of, uh, you're not curing the disease, but you're treating some of the symptoms of it to try to get them a little bit more manageable that's as far cor- as pain goes and things like that. Sure, that's correct, okay? Even if you're still wanting to have curative treatment, um, frankly, if someone is diagnosed with cancer, but they still want to pursue curative treatment, we want to make sure they get better and we treat their symptoms so they can pursue more chemotherapy. Mm-hmm. If, unfortunately, your condition is terminal and, unfortunately there's, unfortunately, there's no more curative treatment, then we can provide comfort so you can spend your days uh, we good quiet your life and making sure uh, we don't put too much burden to you and your family and you can focus on keeping uh, uh, being uh, we good quiet your life with your low, low ones during the last days. Yeah, and, and I recently went through this with my mom. We, we went through palliative care and hospice all in the space of 48 hours. But what I will tell you is the, the, the level of care that, that a palliative doctor provides and the comfort they give it, it really it really helped. Now, you also talked about hospice. Do you provide hospice services as well? We provide hospice. Uh, obviously, if it is in the community, we have to refer it to other companies. Mm-hmm. Uh, if it's required, and unfortunately for a patient, that is the only way to be comfortable for them uh, during the last hours or days is to be in a hospital. I will, uh, I will provide the hospice in the uh, in the hospital. Okay, but if they want to go home, you would outsource them to a. That's correct. You would recommend a, a, yes. a community provider. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, UD 
DMB has contract with, I don't have all of those companies on top of my head, but I think it's five or six companies. Okay. Okay. And I will have to refer those uh, patients to other uh, companies as well. And you, you had mentioned you can still do palliative care at home as well, correct? That's correct. Uh, there's several companies who can provide palliative care at home, or you can come to our clinic or other palliative care providers clinic, and then we can help you manage your goals. Mm-hmm. At what point would you become a recommendation for, for that type of care? So we, uh, when a family of, uh, or either a patient doesn't know what to do, okay, and you do have a complex medical illness, I think it's time to talk to us, see how we can help. Okay? Even unfortunately, even if you do don't have many curative treatment options, okay, there's still concerns for the patient and the family, what is going to happen? Mm-hmm. How is going to be the dying process, obviously? Uh, um, we would like to provide the best care and making sure how we can reduce the anxiety during the process and making sure that our patients and family, making sure to understand that they're not going to be alone by themselves, mm-hmm. okay? We can provide hospice, we can advocate for them to get hospice, and then unfortunately when the, the time comes for them, for unfortunately for the dying process, there's gonna be a lot of questions. It's difficult to actually answer all those questions during one conversation. So we make sure they have available someone over the phone and know that this happens or this happens. Or if the families feel like their loved ones are uncomfortable, they can we make sure the whole team makes sure they get the medications and the treatment for them to be comfortable. Not only about the medications, also about anxiety. I don't know what is going to happen. I don't know when it's going to be next. So our social workers or chaplains or therapists can make sure the family gets the best care during that time. And even after the loved ones unfortunately passes, okay, they can get some grief, actually support after that as well. Yeah, and I think you mentioned the word comfort several times, and that's really what it's about, both ends, the hospice end. It's about making sure that everybody involved is comfortable. That's correct, okay. Um, These type of conversations are not easy uh, for anyone, Mm -hmm. uh, especially for families and and patients. And sometimes their other team members, such as other specialists, uh, physicians, sometimes they don't feel comfortable with this conversation if we can still provide the best care along with the other physicians as well. And what what I found really interesting about it was that uh, the the doctor was very... uh, my experience with the, the palliative doctor is, is they, they really took the time to listen to try to figure out what the patient wanted, more, yeah. so, more so than any of the other doctors I kind of experienced during, during her stay at the hospital. It, it's, it's really, they really want the patient to make the right decision for themselves uh, based on, on what's going on. T- talk to us about, about, you must have learned along the way uh, the the listening skills required for that job probably are, are uh, just a, a, a notch above some of the others, I would think. Sure. Uh, one of my mentors told me, uh, as a palliative care provider, uh, you should not be talking too much. You should be listening more. You are obviously a professional, and you should actually make recommendations, but listen more to your patients. And something I also can't, uh, kept, kept on my mind, it's not about the dying. It's about the living and making sure during that time they're living, how can I make it a better quality of life for mm-hmm. them as well? Yeah. Okay. Uh, obviously, uh, we cannot see a lot of patients because it takes time to listen and to make sure we align with the goals of our patients. So, 
just to make it simple, yes, we provide a lot of listening. And then obviously sometimes when anyone, um, unfortunately experienced this myself, when you do need medical care, there's a lot of talking. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I don't even understand the medical terminology and it makes it very difficult. Mm-hmm. So what I do is I t- make sure I slow and make sure I provide all the recommendations and making sure the patient understands this is what's going to happen. This is this this is what it can happen, and making sure they make the best decision. In order to do that, I have to spend my time as much as possible. Um, you had a good experience with the hospice and palliative care program. Uh, with I your did. Family. I, you know, I think the work that that the doctors there do is is spectacular. My mom actually was a a, a, a hospice nurse at one point, so wow. she knew kind of what she was getting into. Uh, but I just found them to be more attentive than some of the other doctors that we saw, and I, and I, I really appreciated that. That's good. That's good. So um, in my experience, I wanted to be a palliative care doctor because I wanted to listen and, and actually talk to my patients, okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, unfortunately, sometimes in the medical field, uh, you don't have the luxury to do. And palliative care gives up the luxury to understand and, and know they're better and know their family. Know what is what they want, and actually what what they uh, what gives value to the life in our patients. So that's the most important power. Yeah, and, and you talked about it. It's it's not just the doctor. There's a team of people mm-hmm. there behind it. You you talked about the chaplains. You talked about uh, the social worker, and and they all work so well as a team to make sure everybody's on the same page. Uh, and I found the the teamwork there <laughs> kind of remarkable compared to you know, some of the other people not knowing what's going on, the, the, the team really seemed to know and, and everybody understood what mom wanted. They were all working towards the same goal. And so you're a professor, so do you teach palliative care uh, at the university? Uh, yes, so we provide actually, we mentor for our residents for an internal medicine, we mentor for residents for family medicine, and we also mentor the, uh, the medical student as well. We also have other um, uh, members of the medical field, such as uh, the pain doctors, the pain fellows. They come to us. There's also a fellowship in geriatrics. So they come to us in order to learn palliative care. And something we try to teach them as well is medical ethics as well. Okay, so that's an integral part of palliative care, which is medical ethics. We plan, hopefully, in the next couple of years to get a fellowship so we can train palliative care doctors here at UTMB and they can stay here in that community. Uh, anything else you'd like to tell tell the audience about palliative care or hospice? Well, um, sometimes when you help heard the word for hospice, unfortunately, um, some people don't want to talk uh, to us or talk to the hospice uh, coordinators. Um, I wanted to make sure they understand when we talk about hospice, uh, I don't want it for them to feel like we're talking about end life discussions. It's not about the dying, it's about the living. And to be honest, some studies show that people who do palliative care and people who do hospice, they do live longer, they do live better, and they tend to have better satisfactions in regards to the medical care as well. Okay. Well, and it's for the family as well. I mean, the, the family gets involved on both, and, and I think that has a, a big thing, that's sure. a big part of it. Sure, there's obviously uh, caregiver burden, Okay, uh, you are a family member, but at the same time, you're taking care of your loved ones, and that puts a burden because obviously, if, the, if your uh, your loved ones are suffering or having pain, you're not going to be comfortable. So we try to see how we can help and provide the best care as possible. 
Well, thank you, Dr. Mendoza. It's been a pleasure. Thank you, sir. Thank you for having me here. And hopefully we can help and uh, have more community engagement in regards to palliative care. Absolutely. Thank, thank you. you. Hello, Glidag Area Chamber of Commerce members and Bay Area Houston. If you're a business wanting to expand your customer base, give back to your community, think about the quality of life around Clear Lake Area, think about joining the Chamber. Go to clearlakearea.com for more information.